Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This is episode 130 of the Bifocal Show, the final version of Power BI Desktop this year. John and Jason walk through the latest version of Power BI Desktop, which includes a theme editor, data URLs, and more. Hey, John, how are you now? Good afternoon, sir. I'm not so bad. And you? I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it is December. It's the middle of December. It's closer toward the end of December, really. It's getting close to Christmas. It's starting to feel a lot like Christmas. A lot like Christmas? Yes. Everywhere you go. Yeah, but even sooner... Starting to feel a lot like Hanukkah. Oh, there, yeah, that's that, there, that's true. I'm, I can never nail down the dates for that. Yeah, you didn't even comment on my awesome Hanukkah sweater today, John, with the dancing dreidels. I didn't see it. Now you had to point the camera down for me to see it. Oh. <laughs> I could just see the tops of the candles. And they look looks kind of like knives. I don't know what it was. There you go. Q-tips. <laughs> yes. It's this time of year, the last couple of years, that has been very special to me. I don't know about you. I know you're not quite as into it as I am, but... What, Hanukkah? Saw, not really. <laughs> I saw What's Star that? Wars last night, John. Oh, did you know? Did you know? No spoilers. This is going to be known as the spoilers episode, John. Better not be. I'll be taking the kids probably over the over the break at some point in time, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I will tell you is I thoroughly enjoyed my Star Wars ex- viewing experience last night. That's good. That's good. Yeah. We had stormtroopers who showed up at the theater. Oh, so really? There's, yep. There's a picture of the boys with stormtroopers. And what I would have said was Boba Fett. But apparently, the gentleman in the outfit explained to the boys that he had killed a Mandalorian and taken his armor So I I don't know quite how I feel about him telling my kids that, but hey, whatever. We're also enjoying that series also. So Yeah, I I actually quite like that one. Yeah. And I'm actually started what's that? Have you seen episode seven yet? Not yet. No, no. It's you're gonna like it even more once you get to see episode seven, John. I will tell Uh, you I I don't doubt it. I was struggling a little bit with the Mandalorian because everybody just keeps raving and they're so excited. They were so happy about it. They were so excited about it. And I've been watching and I've been enjoying The Mandalorian, but not Mm -hmm. the same level as my fellow canon friends. You know, it's been it is cinematically beautiful. It is. It's been a fun story. It is. But it felt like it was building and building and building and without any real payoff so far. Mm-hmm. Episode seven gives us a little bit of that, I will say. And uh, I'm not going to do any spoilers. I'm just saying don't. it validated for me why everybody's been so excited. I didn't quite see where the arc that they were taking it on because it's been a slow roll. John Favreau mm-hmm. has done a terrific job with mm-hmm. it. And the boys and I really, I don't know if you watched the end or not of each episode. We really like the concept art stuff that they've done. Oh, yeah. They it's really show nice. you. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, John, that's not what we're here to talk about today, is it? The Expanse is back on. I'm excited about that. <laughs> no, well, no, it's, it's all good. I haven't seen that yet either. So I haven't watched a bunch of stuff, so i got to get on the case. I will. I will. I promise I will get on the case. Well, good. Yeah, when we talk the next time, you'd better have seen some of this stuff so and catch up. I don't watch The Expanse. I need to check that out and decide if that's something oh, I want to get involved do. in. 
You you really really want to see that? That's that's a good show. Yep. Uh, I will have to check it out after I watch all seventeen hours of The Irishman. <laughs> it's three and a half. You can do it on a plane ride. You've got a plane ride coming up, so there you go. I do one last one last for the year. So, all right, man. Well, we've got uh, a bunch of stuff to talk about, but I think we're going to just keep this episode to the desktop drop for. Uh, December 2019, because there's a lot to cover here. I think we should. Yeah. Well, in in uh, in true to form, we've had another couple of big new features coming out uh, this month. That one I'm particularly excited about. So yeah. Well, let's hear all about that after this sponsor break. Are you drowning in spreadsheets? Are you gasping for a better reporting solution? Let Marquee Insights throw you a lifeline. They can help you chart a course to success with Power BI, then get underway quickly with one of their quick start solutions while learning the ropes from their experienced staff. If you're ready for reporting bliss, go to MarqueeInsights.com and click the Get Started button and learn how they can help you make better, faster decisions with smarter data. All right, John, we didn't even talk about the weather. That's We were too excited about movies and everything else. So let's dive right into what you're excited about with this month's desktop drop, because I think that's that's the key here. What is it you're so excited about, John? Customize current theme. It's in preview, and it's here. And this is a user voice item that we've highlighted in the past. We need the ability to edit themes, a theme editor. Maybe we should make Power BI Desktop to be our theme editor. They did. And they didn't warn us it was coming. <laughs> You've been asking for this for so long. Uh-huh. I got to say, it's almost like the Power BI product team decided to give us a you a Christmas present, me a Hanukkah present, yep. <laughs> with customized theme and the ability to now scope the uh, publish to web feature. It's like they've been they they decided you know what these guys have been harping on us for too long. Let's give them some presents, and this is the month they did it in. So thank you, Power BI product team. We Yay! appreciate you. This is awesome. The customized oh, current yeah. theme. John's like a, a little kid with a candy. It's really yeah. awesome. Oh, it's fantastic! It's right in the it's right in the browser. There's a, there's a there's a visual editor for it. I was playing with it today a little bit. Get the theme the way you want with the visuals on the page. It get it exactly the way you uh, you want it, and then you can save it off to a JSON file. So no more monkeying around with Notepad or Notepad plus plus and those pesky JSON files. It's just, well, you're working with JSON files, but that's fine. At least you have a visual editor to do it with. So this is going to make life a lot easier for anybody who's doing theming in any kind of a serious way. Not so a John, whole lot more to say about it uh, than that, but it's, uh, I'm just, just I, excited. I think, there, I think we do actually have a little bit more to say about it, sir, because you just said it's in the browser, and I th- I'm assuming so I did, that you meant uh, desktop, desktop is what I meant to right? say. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah that's, that's my bad. So slip of, slip th- of the tongue. No worries. I just wanted to make sure that our, our, our listeners get the right information here on this particular one because it's important because it's not super obvious, first of all, where this lives. Now, two things. Number one, this is a preview feature, folks. So like I tell you every other time, you need to go yeah. up, in, up in the Power BI desktop ribbon, File, Options and Settings, Options, and then go, it's the third one from the bottom, in that first section under under global and go to preview features, turn this on, click OK, and then restart Power BI Desktop. You're not going to see that or the new ribbon, which, John, do you have to turn on the new ribbon in order to see this? I believe you do. I know where it is in the new ribbon. I couldn't tell you. I haven't I haven't looked in the old one, uh, so I can't I couldn't say for sure, but it's certainly there in the new one. Yeah, I, I haven't checked either, but I will by the time we're done talking about this concept. But, John, 
It's not super obvious. It's not like there's a button that says theme editor here. No, right? no, it's in the theming section. You got to go into customize the current theme and it, that, that'll, that'll do it for you. Okay. So that's on the drop down for the theme itself under the view tab, right? Yep. That's right. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, it's, it, it was something that I went looking for. I was like, oh, this is going to be really cool. Let's go see where this is. And it didn't just jump out at me. So if you're doing this, it's it's important to double check. It's that little arrow drop down. Yeah. Yeah. So under that view tab, it's important to go and do that. So lots of cool stuff that you can do here. It looks like there's options for both name and colors, text, visuals. So you can modify the visuals from here too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The default for all the visuals, for example, I I, I like to set a, a very light gray border around most of my visuals so I can set that as a default. Any visual you add to the page, obviously going to pick that up. You can go turn them off if if it doesn't suit, but that's exactly the sort of thing we're talking about. So things that would apply to all visuals, not specific visuals. You know, there's there's some visuals you might want a theme or a table, for example. You might want to set a table header. That, that I don't think uh, is in here, although theming does support some of that. This is covering off the things that uh, all visuals have in common. Yeah, so I can validate that there is a customized current theme button in the old ribbon as well. Oh, good. So, but that exists under on the home tab. And first of all, folks, yep. go, go get the new ribbon. It's such a great yeah, experience. Yeah. You're going to have to turn on preview features for this anyway, right? So just go turn it on. But on the home tab, there is a switch themes button. On the bottom half of that, when you click down, there is a customized current theme in the bottom half. It's four from the bottom when you have this turned on. That does give you that new uh, window in order to do this modification. But highly recommend that you go ahead, go to file options, preview features, and turn on the new ribbon. So with that, John, I think, uh, is there anything more you want to cover off on this? No, just uh, did I mention I'm pretty excited about having a Teams editor or a theme editor in uh, in uh, the desktop. I'm pretty excited about. It. You know, I've I've heard that from you a couple times, buddy. <laughs> I'm I think uh, you seem excited. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so everything else is kind of downhill. No, it's not actually. You know, we got <laughs> oh another one. This is the other thing that I'm cranked about. It's also uh, again in the visual section. I use URLs a lot in my reports, you know, actionable insights, right? We use this in our products. And the way URLs work typically is you will have a piece of data that's identi- that, that is a URL. You tell the data model editor that this is a link URL or an image URL. This pertains to the link URL specifically. And then you, when you put that column or the, that field in a table, it will show a little link icon, or it'll put. You have to turn that on too, but you'll get a little link symbol. And if you click on it, you're taken to that the destination, which is great. I mean, it's a great feature. But I've always wanted to be able to take the title or you know a descriptive piece of text and make that a link using the value of the URL underneath. It's basically a hyperlink capability, uh, the href portion of it. Now you can. That's exactly what this is. So I can you, you can go into one column and say, I want to add a web URL to this column and use a different data field, the data field that's flagged as a as a URL. Are you following me? <laughs> yeah, so there's a re- it's a reference column that yeah. you're, that you're able to specify as the custom URL for yeah. an existing column and then it hyperlinks those off to the 
correct one. So if I if you were looking at a, a bunch of company names, yeah. and you know you had the the proper name of the company, and then you had a separate column that actually had yes. their URL, you could reference that column and specify without having to change the name. That's pretty cool. And it's not just a link icon; it actually right. does the proper hyperlinking. So if you're using proper size fonts. It's actually uh, it's nice. That's cool. So it's uh, something we'll be taking advantage of right away. And you don't have to uh, waste a column on the on the actual HTML field itself. It's just it, you just get to use it, which is great. And when you hover over, it actually shows you the URL correctly, as it should. As it should. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of major hits uh, this month. Those are my those are my two big ones, right back to back, right off the bat. Exciting. Well. Now, is it all downhill from here, or do we still have, like, there's a lot of stuff in here, John. There's a lot of stuff in here. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of good stuff in here, and just not necessarily stuff that I use every day. But, uh, oh, another one, I mean, the, the the KPI visual, the one that we've had right since the beginning, has gotten a massive facelift in terms of settings. So you've got a lot more granular control over that uh, as of this month as well. And a bunch of new settings for the decomposition tree. So that thing just hit. Well, now we've got a lot more control over it as well. This is just basically fine-grained controls over things like uh, the data bar's background color in the decomposition tree or the category label font family size and color. You know, Now you can control them. You know, things of that nature. My only complaint here, my only complaint with this, is they chose to use Comic Sans. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Why not Wingdings? I, I wanted to see it in Wingdings. That would have been Wingdings cooler. Wingdings would be awesome. Wingdings would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, what could be a lot of fun with this particular image is if they rotated it and had the same thing with like, you know, because they, they tend to do that. Like the next one down actually has uh, in the blog post. It's an animated GIF here. It would have been fun if they had rotated color and font and put wingdings in there as well. But that's just I'm nitpicking on a blog post now, John. It's not I don't need to do that. It's cool that they gave us this capability. I like the the changing of the color, the ability to change the colors and the, the fonts. That's really nice. And the sizes. That's always a big thing. Size matters, Sean. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've heard that. All right, buddy. Uh, <laughs> take her down about 15% there, John. Uh, take her down. So, yeah, exactly. In the filter pane toggle uh, you know, button in, in yep. the new <laughs> ribbon, it's kind of nice to be able to just disable this thing. I There's yep. a bunch of stuff here that I don't need always taking up space. And now we can actually turn it off in the ribbon from a fil- the filter pane because... I don't use the filter pane a ton. I tend to use slicers on a on a report more than I use filters. I just it's the way I prefer to do it. So I don't use the filter pane a whole lot. It just takes up screen real estate for me. Yeah. The new ribbon's just flexing its muscles, really. You can always dismiss the thing, but it's in a different place. So now, you know, in the view section, where, where you would expect to see it, you can just turn the filter pane on and off. That's that's really what that's all about for us. So it's a convenience. It was there where you could actually hide it completely, John? You could slide it off to the right, basically. You can minimize it. Well, yeah, it. but that, that didn't make it go away. You can oh, minimize true, true. it. Yes, this yeah. makes it go away. This gives me... Even though, it, call it 20 pixels, it gives me yep. screen real estate back. And when I'm working yep. on a 13-inch laptop screen, yep. that Fair matters. It's, it's, it's that real estate that I get back. So this, uh, for me, was really nice. It won't go away, Matt. It'll just go away. 
<laughs> Automatic page refresh for direct query details is now in preview. So they announced support for this back in October, and they call it APR for short because there's no other acronym of APR. Of out course, there. of course. Uh, Automatic page refresh is in preview, and now they're giving us uh, with this release, they're adding de- uh, a detail section on the page for you to be able to find uh, to help you define the best refresh interval for monitoring performance. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was. It's kind of. It was not. It wasn't binary. It was. It was an integer before. You can specify how often the page refreshes. Now it's going to tell you what uh, what your options are. For example, uh, I, I can't remember what the what the minimum refresh time is if you're not in in premium, but if you're in premium, the administrator can set what the minimum or what the how frequent you can have your page refresh. I want to say it was 15 minutes, John. Is that? Does that sound familiar? I, that might be right. I, I, 10, it's 10, 15, something like that. But this will tell you all of that information. So you won't have to punch in a number and have it not work. So that, that's, it's more visibility. It's good stuff. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. All right. So that finishes off that particular section here. As far as reporting is concerned, we now move into the analytics section. Yep. And there's you know the ability to load more for Azure Insights. We have a lot of friends who do stuff with Azure Insights. Yep. This feels like it might be helpful to them. Yeah, well, it's it's the the explain the increase feature for example would we'll, will go off and run a machine learning model in behind the scenes, but it only runs it for a short amount of time or a specific amount of time just from a performance standpoint, but if you got a, a bunch of data, you might want to load more and this gives you the option of doing that. You basically can tell it to go ahead and crunch away and you want better discovery and to know more. I think that this will give people who have data the ability to go ahead and, and, and do better analytics. We spent some time, it was actually a year ago now, I, we had Andrew Connell on the show talking about how he uses Azure Insights, mm-hmm. putting in, you know something on a page and actually getting all of that data back. And now he, being able to load more in and do proper ML models in order to do analysis of what, what the trends were, this will be nice for him, so... There's a new DAX function, John, called quarter. Yep. And you know what it does? It returns it the It shows you the quarter. quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. If you told me that wasn't there before, I would have called you a liar. So That's true. That's true. I guess that's uh, filling a gap there. So yep, exactly why don't we take a quick pause for another sponsor break, and then we'll come back Sounds and we'll good. round this out because we get into visuals next. Yep. This episode of the Bifocal Podcast is sponsored by Tigraph, the award-winning reporting and analytics platform for Office 365. Get the full picture of your Office 365 network by using Tigraph. See how customers leverage its actionable insights to better understand their organization's usage, collaboration, and adoption patterns. Try Tigraph today. Sign up for a free trial at tigraph.com. All right, the visualization section. This one is rather large this month. It's huge. <laughs> there's there's a, a ton of new visuals in the gallery, and I, I can't even digest them all. I haven't had a chance to play with these yet, but I'm kind of curious. I think what we're starting to see is with all of the new ML features that they've been bringing to bear, there's definitely some more stuff that's showing up to take advantage of that. But one of the cool things here is there's a personalized visualizations pane now is generally available. This is cool because it separates the stock visuals from your custom visuals that you're bringing in through the gallery or that you've custom written yourself and sideloaded. And that's something that's really nice because I think you can just come in and pin these directly, right? Yeah, you can. And the nice part about this is it synchronizes to your account. 
So that'll work on all of the across devices. If you've got, if you're using the same account on different desktops, I get confused because I'm switching accounts all the time. So it's like, where's that visual? I pinned it here. Oh no, I was in a different identity. So yeah. (laughs) Well, not everybody's as schizophrenic as we are when it comes to Power BI. So hopefully the big question is, I'm assuming that this will work both in web and in desktop, but I don't know. I don't know that. It certainly because works in it's desktop. in the service, because it's in the service, I would assume anything that I'm using in desktop would also be there in the service as well. And because if this follows you, that personalization is in the service. So, oh, yeah. look right here. You can see the personalization in the Power BI service as well. How about that? If we read the oh, blog post that we were talking about, it might actually clue us in. Ha <laughs> oh, so. ha. Why start now? <laughs> I'm telling you. So there's a bunch of new XViz visuals here, and this is what mm-hmm. I was talking about. They're doing a, a, a hierarchy tree visual, yep. and this sort of looks, as you drill into it, an awful lot like the decomp tree stuff. It does, except it's all laid out for you ahead of time, right? You're not drilling in and drilling out. It's giving you the tree all laid out for you. So like um, like an org chart, for example, this would probably be good to express an org chart and have how the numbers rolled up to a department and sub-departments and things like that. So this is not an ML feature then? This doesn't take I don't advantage think of any of the is. new stuff? Yeah. Mm. Well, I was hopeful that that was why this was happening, but you well, know, we've hopefully got a decomp we'll, tree for that. Yeah, I mean, but more stuff along the same lines, leveraging that same decomp tree model would be really nice. Yep. The next one from XViz is called a bullet chart here, and it's a variation on a, a bar chart that's similar to their gauge, allowing you to analyze actual values against a series of qualify. Uh, qualitative bands or and a comparison or goal value. So this one, it's interesting. This one's a, a downward-facing chart that we're looking at here. That's all I got to say about that one, John. Yep. I'm not sure I'd ever use this personally. I'm sure there are people who would, but I do like their parallel uh, coordinates chart. This one's kind of neat looking. It's pretty. I'm not sure what it does, again, but uh, it's another option to have. And they've also got a... Uh, this month we got a Gantt chart coming from them. so Ooh. project management, all of that sort of thing. Yeah, you're going to want to be able to use a Gantt chart, and there it is in Power BI. So rock on! Yeah, it's uh, it's got some different looking visuals there to it as well. So definitely worth checking out if you're starting to play with project management type of stuff and want to be able to do that kind of a thing. The next one here is New Zebra BI visuals. Yep, and they've got Zebra BI charts as well yeah. as ZIBI, uh, Zebra BI tables. Yeah, so it's basically well charts and tables. They kind of behave the same way. The, the the big kicker here is you can it's a single visual on a page, but you can have multiple visuals within the visual. So bottom line here is you can have small multiples, and I know that's a hot button topic topic for the Power BI team. So yeah, here's an option for small multiples. On a, on a Power BI report. Fantastic. Very cool. We got a uh, drill down combo bar by Zoom Charts. So it's, it gives you some essentially drill down capability in a, in a new a combo bar chart. We got It just keeps going. Annotated bar by uh, Querion. We've got a tachometer with five ranges, which is a, a variation on a KPI style gauge. And we've got some updates to the ValQ visuals that are out there. So some licensing updates. So they're, I'm not sure what all the details are, but if you're using them and you're purchasing from them, they've got some changes to the license that you might want to keep an eye out on. Very cool. The tachometer five ranges. I like this type of chart it's personally. Pretty. Yeah, so do I. That is a type of chart that I've, I've been missing. The donut chart's neat. 
But I like every time I throw a donut chart on, this is what I really want. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that needle. You want that needle that with the, with the indicator of, you know, where we're at or what the goal is or how, whatever you wanted to express. So yeah, I really like these myself too. Yeah. So I, I, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting visual. I, I definitely want to go play with that one. Just to wrap out here, the data connectivity section, Azure Data Lake Storage Gen 2 connector is now generally available, John. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's a big I deal. I feel so. like we just talked about this last week at SharePoint. Well, Post. we might be talking about it a little more in a few minutes, but uh, this is something that uh, ADL Gen 2, uh, Azure Data Lake Gen 2 brings hierarchical storage to Blob Store. And it's kind of the way forward for big data. It brings together everything you need kind of from a data storage standpoint. And Power BI being able to connect to it was kind of necessary. And it has been in preview. And now it's in general availability. So you can use Power BI to go at data files that are sitting in ADL Gen 2. Fantastic stuff. Very, very cool. And then the data platform, data flows connector. I feel like I just watched something on Twitter that Matthew Roche is going to be talking about this topic. He's got, uh, I don't know if it's a, if it's a podcast or a YouTube channel he's got going on. I'm going to find it and stick it into the show notes because anytime that guy talks, I like to listen because he, yep. he's a, he's a smart and fun dude, but he was specifically talking about the power platform data flows stuff. So this is an interesting piece of data that they've now released this connector and it's, uh, it looks like it's in general availability. Yeah. And uh, you know how in our uh, pageant report uh, session, we get to talk about when is a data set not a data set. Uh-huh. Well, now we get to set, talk about when is a data flow not a data flow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll because be we have two data flows, right? We have Power BI data flows and Power Platform data flows. And the power, uh, didn't didn't you think? I, I always thought Power BI was part of the Power Platform. One would have thought, but wouldn't a Power I'm, BI data flow be a Power Platform data flow? Nope. I'm gonna just leave that one completely alone for today because at some point I have to go pick up a kid. So I'm. <laughs> we could we could literally go off on that for about an hour. We're gonna not do that right now, John. Though we're gonna come back around to it. So PostgreSQL <laughs> connector uh, now includes the. NPG SQL provider, as well as at scale connector is now generally available. Yep. Azure time series insight connector is now available alongside of the data virtual virtuality. Virtuality. Yes. That that's not confusing. Data virtuality connector. Yeah. It's another uh, data warehouse. Yeah. And uh, the Zucchetti HR infinity connector are all now available for, for all that. All right. And when it comes to data preparation, we've got some updates to the uh, Azure, uh, the, well, the AI insights functions. These are the functions that you have in your, uh, in data flows where you can call out. It's not just data flows anymore. Now we can call them from Power BI desktop as well, but it is a premium feature. And AI insights are things like uh, getting sentiment analysis, et cetera, and image tagging. And basically, these are some fixes and some performance improvements to the uh, to the functions that, uh, as they're rolled out already. So if you're using them, they're going to get better. Very, very cool. Last but uh, not least, the template app section for this month. There are two around Dynamics 365, which neither of us really are big into at this particular point. So we're going to leave them alone. Omnichannel insights for Dynamics 365, as well as customer service analytics for Dynamics 365 are both there. And then also Microsoft Forms Pro for customer service. They're highlighting these three template apps. So go take a look at those. And again, as usual, uh, I don't see the uh, this month. They don't appear to have posted the file that they used. That is unusual 
because that's, that's been true. something that they've done recently quite a bit. There's been some changes. Uh, Manikovsky is no longer on that team, uh, and that was something that she used to do. The person who is now publishing this is Sujata Narayana. Narayana, excuse me, uh, Sujata, if I pronounced it incorrectly the, the first time around there. And uh, this is a great blog post. That is one thing that we are missing from seeing usually. Hopefully that'll come out, we'll see, because they do update these occasionally. So go take, take a look. But all this documentation and more can be found on the blog post. We'll set, set a set of links in the show notes. And John, I've got a kid that is waiting to go be picked up and so he's going to wait. It was his last day of school. But we're going to get to our picks right now. And uh, <laughs> let's talk about them because it's raining and it's kind of cold in Texas today. It's all 50 degrees, man. See, we got to the weather. But let's get to our picks. You're up first, sir, because yours was uh, something you ran into today. Yeah, it is, actually. And, well, with the, uh, it's particularly relevant to the ADL Gen 2 connector being uh, in, in full release. Um, and it's I won't get into the details of what I was working on, but... Uh, one of the big data file formats is Avro, A-V-R-O. And if you use event hubs at all, you can connect your event hub off to a, a, a data lake, a data lake Gen 2, and it will fire out these uh, Avro files as events come in. So it's another way of persist your data. Power BI doesn't read that format today, and it really should, especially now that it's connecting to the Azure Data Lake Gen 2. So there is a uh, uh, an item in ideas.powerbi.com to, uh, to support the Avro file format. I would like to promote that to get voted for. So please, uh, if you're at all, I don't care if you're interested, go vote for it. It's an important thing if we're working. I mean, it just makes sense. If, if you're using event hubs, you need it. I'm excited to vote for it. You need to put the link into the uh, to that one into our yep. uh, OneNote because it's not there right now. And then I can go I vote will. for it. Mine, a little bit simpler. And this is uh, going to be even more confusing because we just talked about all the Power Platform data flows. But this is connect to data flows from Excel's Power Query. Please allow connection to data flows entities from Excel's Power Query. Uh, there are many cases where customers use Excel and not Power BI, but data flows can make the refresh process much faster for them. So I'd love to see that. I'd also you know, just love to see uh, uh, connect to an existing Power BI data model in the Excel yes. you know, side of it as well. So that's a different post that needs to get out there. But that one is my uh, pick of the week. And with that, sir, we are going to run. Uh, you and I did an interview this week for SharePoint yep. Conference 2020 and with Vlad Contranescu. We're going to run that interview next week since it's Christmas. That'll be your Christmas present is that you get to hear from Vlad, which should be some fun. We're going to drop this episode this week, and uh, we'll get to that one next week. So we wish you the happiest of Hanukkahs, the merriest of Christmases, and uh, we'll talk to you before the new year. You know it, sir. Take care. Take care, buddy. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal podcasts can be found on the bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons. 